Hello, 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 and a warm week of welcome to all of our witches, white lighters, and warlocks out there. My name is Clark. And I'm Victoria, and you're listening to Charmed and Dangerous, a Charmed podcast. just here to let you know that this episode does contain brief mentions of uh, sexual assault and uh, domestic violence situations. So if those are not topics that you are comfortable with, feel free to join us next week for our next episode. Thank you. Love you. Enjoy the show. Hi. I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> hello, 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 and welcome to your weekly episode of What's Happened in Somebody's Life That's Kept Them From Recording for a Week. Yeah. We recorded really. last week, didn't we? I think we did. Yeah. We're, we're on a streak. Time isn't real. Time isn't real. Time absolutely uh, isn't that, real. <laughs> that being said, why don't you lead us in our summary of episode 18, San Francisco? Ham. Okay. After Prue literally goes looking for trouble, the girls, plus Leo, have to face one of the most insidious big bads we've seen yet. A human-turned-infector named... Lucas? Anyways, the girls steal his sin balls, and he's not super stoked about that, so he infects them each with their own sin. I would love to steal somebody's sin balls. The The girls battle not only against Lucas in this episode, I love that you... Change the spelling of his name. But against sin itself, will the come out on top? I am, they... re- I am reading verbatim, <laughs> ladies, gentlemen, and gender queers. Will the come out like, on top? Will, will they come out on top? Will they come out on top? That was, you know... It's a, it's a stupid question, because yes, of course they come out on top. Clark, but... not, to, not to air any personal feelings, but there's a lot of innuendo in this, in this summary. We've got insidious big bads, <laughs> sin balls, infections right, I, coming out on I mean, top. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will say that none of those were planned, um, though I did write out the phrase sin balls and like thought for a second if I should change it, then thought I, it was hilarious, <laughs> so I didn't. <laughs> there are so many jokes that, like... <laughs> So, I like this episode. I do too. I want to say that from the start. Um, Big Bad, yeah, it's a dude named Lucas. He was a human who lived and died through sin, um, and now he spends his existence infecting others with sin. Um, Not gonna lie, I kind of want that job. It's a fun little story. I don't want that job, but you do you, boo. Like, are there healthcare benefits? Probably not. It's the underworld. Does the underworld have dental? Probably not. 
If it was run by Hades, probably. But if it was if it's being run by the source, definitely not. Damn it! Have you seen that man's teeth? Ugh. It's like the mouth of Sauron, but worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's the general gist of our big bad. Um. Kind of just generally in this episode, we we've come to the conclusion that it again it feels almost like a filler episode. I don't quite love using that term for this episode in particular because it feels a little bit different than the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but because we we do see the girls all learn something, but it also doesn't feel directly in line with the story. Um, which is kind of why we've discussed giving it that filler kind of title. I would say that this episode does what the last episode didn't, um, which I really appreciate. And it didn't focus too much on any one storyline. Yes. Um, with the, with the demon, like everybody had their own little mini character development thing going on. Um, they didn't try to bring this overarching, like, what does it mean kind of thing. Yeah. It's very laid out in front of you. Um, I like this episode. I think that they did this episode really well. Well, and I feel like it's very cohesive. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that more than anything. That, like, everyone had a part to play. And also it showed that everybody has, like... Everybody the, is susceptible to sin. Every, yeah, everybody is susceptible to sin, which is, like, really interesting. Like, and the fact that they do it from a non-kind of biblical perspective, I really appreciate. Um, yeah. Because it's more of, like, everyone is susceptible to, like, the vices of the human condition. Yeah, exactly. And the way the book phrases it is definitely not to follow any kind of specific, like, definitely, like, the seven deadly sins are taken from Christian mythos. I don't, is it okay to call it mythos? I don't know. Um, and that's very clear, but it doesn't say, it doesn't directly tie into anything, um, holy or anything like that, which I appreciate. One cute thing that they do is that, um, whenever somebody's infected with the sin, they glow the color that the sin is, coded by in the book of shadows i don't know if you caught Ooh, that Ooh, i, I didn't that really i thought that was super cute actually um and then when it when they get rid of their sins spoiler alert i guess uh it like comes out all white it's it's cute it's cute just little visual uh visual details that that we appreciate yeah we, we appreciate a good visual cue yeah they didn't have to yeah, but they did. But they did. Let's get it. So let's get into the sins mm-hmm. because everybody, everybody, you get a sin. You get a sin. <laughs> you get a sin. So um, I can't believe they left that sin box just like on the table downstairs. Like I would have been keeping that thing with me. Like demons come back to get their shit all the time. Like okay, so here is my Cassione. Mm-hmm. We're in season three. I've brought this up before. I'll bring it up again. Yep. Where are the wards on your house, bitches? (laughs) Honestly, they don't really, yeah, they don't really do anything like that until pretty late in the series. It's like, 
they didn't even think about like trying to protect their home. They're just like, oh fuck, <laughs> here comes another one. There are so many repairmen coming in and out of that bitch. Leo's like, yeah, I knew that there was an easy in because I saw all of the shit y'all broke. Yeah, for real. Like, Jesus Christ, ladies. If a demon can whoop into your home to get his sin ball box just casually on a Tuesday afternoon, then he can stab you in your sleep. Do you think the Book of Shadows will save you from a little late night demonic burglary? No. Yeah, for real. Ugh, they're so vulnerable while they're sleeping, and nobody like thinks about it. Oh shit! It's just, oh, me- we're just we're. That just- being said, let's get into their sins. Um, so Piper is the first one that we see showing symptoms, quote unquote. Yes. Um, and her sin is gluttony. Um, not in the sense that we think of gluttony where we're like overeating, but she. Just does everything to excess. Mm-hmm. And the reason that she was predispositioned to this sin is because she, in the beginning of the episode, we find out that she's basically freaking out, trying to be the perfect wife so that the elders don't take Leo away. Um, and that's kind of a sad moment that we see Piper in. Like, uh, her and Phoebe have a moment. But she's so in that mind of everything and then some. Mm-hmm. And that's why she ends up becoming predisposition to gluttony, which usually just, uh, I mean, in this, in this sense, just kind of ended up with her doing a lot of TV shopping. Uh, a lot and, of and TV maybe, shopping. Maybe a little bit of, of personal gain, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of TV shopping, a lot of bit of TV stealing. Um, so there, there is in fact that, um, and then I think it's adorable that in complete, um, pairing and, um, compliment, Leo is sloth. Yes. Um, honestly, I've been trying to think about what made him predispositioned to sloth, Mm -hmm. and I, I truly just think that he just couldn't be hit by any of the other ones. Like, lust isn't really Leo's thing. Pride definitely isn't Leo's thing. Yeah. Um, and then at that point, all that would have been left would be anger, uh, which, like, he just married the love of his life. I don't <laughs> I don't know what he has to be angry about. Yeah, also and he's then... just, like, not a confrontational person. Like, that's half of no, his exactly. appeal. No, he's like exactly. He's like a pacifist, yeah. And then, um, and then the last one would have been envy. And, like, Leo doesn't seem like the kind of man... Like, maybe if this was during, like, Dan time... Yeah. He would have been hit by with Envy, but, um... Yeah, I think Sloth was just the only one <laughs> that was left. Not to be an absolute, like, little slut, but I think it would have been so sexy and fun. We're about to talk about <laughs> Phoebe's, and Phoebe, of course, stereotypically to a fault, gets hit with lust. Of course. I think it would have been absolutely hysterical if Leo and Phoebe got switched and, like, Phoebe was sloth and Leo was just slutting it up. (laughs) Prowling around dark corners. Top buttons, unbuttoned. Hoochie man shorts on. 
Fingernails just, painted. Oh my god. Hair quaff. Seducing Piper left and right. Yes. Baby, step away from the television. I've got something else I want to show you. Like, come <laughs> on. Come on. Um, Slut out men. Especially 90s men. Slut them out. Okay, this has been my personal yeah. campaign. <laughs> Slut Please. them out. Slut them out. Yeah, I'm dead. Um... But yeah, I mean, that that's Leo. He ends up with Sloth. Uh, like I said, I think it's just because it's all that was left. Uh, Phoebe was predispositioned for lust, and I'm sure that you have some words about this, Victoria. I feel like it was a, I feel like it was a low-hanging fruit moment, to be real. Low-hanging fruit, yes. Uh, enjoyable, eh, kinda, I guess. She, it was really weird watching her hit on Leo. That was bad. That was ugly. I didn't like I didn't like that they turned it into lust for just like any man that moves. Yeah. Like really didn't um appreciate that. I wish that it had been turned into like lust for other things. Like, yes, have her be lustful towards, you know, Cole, her significant other, perhaps. I don't know, IDK. Um, but then also, like, lust for power. Yeah. Lust I could for see that. knowledge. Um, lust. The only. No, please continue. It just. I feel. Yes, it fits with her character, but I feel like. I don't know. I just feel like. It wasn't done as well as it could have been. I totally, I totally understand that. Um, I do want to say, though, that, um, okay, so in the, in the actual Book of Shadows, um, lust is specifically defined as a craving for pleasures of the body. Mm. Um, because in that sense, you could have also said that um, that Piper's was uh, a lust for things, you know, um, but hers is the desire to overly indulge. And then sloth is the avoidance of work, which I could I could see making sense for Leo. Like he's tired of fucking running around for the elders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he does make comments like how he's like, Oh no, I have, I orbed halfway up there and got tired. So I decided to watch TV. Instead. <laughs> Which is so relatable. But, um, yeah, what a fucking mood Leo. But yeah. So I think that that's the only reason, um, that they, that they, didn't turn it around like that is because it would have made lust and gluttony too similar. Similar. Yeah. yeah. And then of course Prue has pride, which I We all knew that. Yeah, and it's funny because Prue is such a naturally prideful person that it doesn't really show in her personality. Yeah. Um until until it becomes dangerous. Until she gets goddamn shot, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, look at that. <laughs> Though I I do appreciate that, despite it all, that Prue was kind of the most in control in this episode. Yes, um, 
And I want to talk about that a little bit, because I almost wonder if it's because not only was she predispositioned for pride, she already was a prideful person, like her whole life. Yes. Um, And so maybe it's because she she already knows how to control the pride. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that the, the sin ball did was just make it so that it would ultimately just like work overtime and bring her demise. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I definitely think that, but yeah, it is interesting because we don't prove like, oh, I didn't get hit. Um, for like the first part of the episode until, yeah, she gets shot and she's like, oh, (laughs) this is (laughs) self-destructive. She's like, this doesn't, this doesn't, yeah, this doesn't quite fit my profile, does it? Um, and honestly, I think the only reason that she recognized it was because of Daryl. And I think he needs a shout out for that. Daryl put up with so much fucking shit this episode. God bless Daryl. Can you imagine Can you imagine having to run in front of the SWAT team and be like, don't shoot? Oh my god. As your white girly friend hurls <laughs> herself into a hostage situation with a priest and a car? Yeah, it's a... Uh... Yeah, Daryl's just like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and then that also leads to Phoebe, how we discover that she has lust. Well, we discovered it because she seduced her ethics professor. Uh, <laughs> unsuccessfully. Yikes. Yeah, unsuccessfully, which is uh, simultaneously hilarious and also an L. Yikes. Yeah. Can you imagine uh, looking like God. Alyssa Milano? Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano, and you can't even, like, get... Also, she sexually assaulted that man. She like, did! Uh, she that's did. not okay. Like... Like... <sighs> she got away with it by, like, claiming it was an experiment. But yeah, super not okay. She damn near got herself and everybody else in a lot of fucking trouble. And... This woman almost went to jail. <laughs> yeah, no shit. And can we just, as a little, as a quick little side note... I appreciate that more and more often this is being discussed, but, like, dear writers of the universe, please stop writing subplots unless it, like, directly relates to understanding the trauma of an individual where, like, a woman does something like this in this situation and it's played off as, like, flirty and cute. Please stop. Yeah, it's not flirty and cute, it's sexual assault. Yeah. That is, I'll put that a is warning our, at the beginning of this episode, I guess. That is a PSA from all of us. Yeah. It's not cute. It's not funny. Um, Respect boundaries. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, but then later we see Phoebe uh, hooking up, basically, with this cop that she met earlier in the episode um, and turned down. Um, and then they get caught by Prue and Daryl, and Daryl gets pissed at the cop, and the cop's like, it wasn't my fault, she jumped me, and it's like, uh, gross. No, because- uh, even- He was, he was consenting to that situation. Like, Well, and also, don't hit on people at your job. It's weird. Especially when you're an officer of the law. Like, mutual yeah, flirting is fine. Like, but it, like- But- if you're all y'all are just casually talking and you're just like, hey, can I ask you out? That's weird. 
And it's like... I don't know. To me, at least. Especially if somebody's like, oh, no, thanks for the compliment, but I'm seeing somebody. Don't go with them into the back of an ambulance to make out, maybe. Yeah, right? Especially if they're acting strange and completely differently from the way they were acting just a few hours prior. Yeah, Yeah, no, for real. Um, It's, yeah, it's... It's gross. The whole situation is gross. Um, this man, this cop, uh, I don't remember his name because I don't really care. Yeah. Um, but he ends up getting infected with anger while he's already angry. Um, and that creates a whole toxic situation uh, that kind of was already there. I want to talk about this. Okay. This man, straight up, Blamed Phoebe for the entire situation, saying that she didn't give him a choice. And he goes, well, you know, not much of one. Uh, And then proceeds to say that he was not at fault and he should not be suspended for making out with a witness in an ambulance, not only on the clock, but during a crisis. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm innocent. I didn't do anything. And it's super disgusting. And then, like, the fear in Phoebe's eyes when he, like, comes up to their house and, like, starts attacking them. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's terrifying. And, like, oh, my God. It's so fucking scary. This man, like, walks into their house and is just, like, ready to kill Phoebe. Yeah. I am... I just finished a book. um, And one of the lines in the book is, like, a man like that never lets you have the last punch. Yeah. And I was just like, ah! so yeah, we will be putting, um, we'll, we'll put some, some trigger warnings at the, at the beginning of the episode. Um, yeah, I didn't realize that it would be needed until just now, but yeah. But damn. Well, cause this episode, like she's, she's pretty fun and flirty. Um, you know, Piper buys lots of stuff, da 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 da. But seeing kind of, the downsides to these vices because that's ultimately why we as humans are discouraged from these vices mm-hmm. is because the overindulgence it's be- it's because it usually ends up hurting other people if yeah. you are greedy if you are you know filled with wrath you're gonna hurt other people you're not just hurting yourself you're hurting others you know yeah. gluttony means that you are taking from someone else for your own indulgence the same falls into, you know, lust and sloth and et cetera, et cetera. They all have harmful repercussions for not only yourself, but others. And that's why we, you know, discourage against it. Anger in this case, I felt was really well represented because he... It's almost he, uncontrollable. Yeah, he, he went in there. And it was his own free will and his own, his own choice. Of course, he was influenced by a symbol. But he was going to kill her. Because in yeah. his mind, he had done nothing wrong and she ruined his life. Mm-hmm. And, and it's terrifying because yeah. that's the way some people actually think. Yeah. Um, which we won't get too much into that, obviously. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a very intense episode for sure in that aspect. Where... I think it portrayed the quote-unquote sins fairly well. Um, minus lust, you know, we can 
go back and forth about that all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, mainly in the pride uh, and anger and a little bit in the gluttony, um, I think that they were they were portrayed really well in that it's so easy to just overdo it just a little bit mm-hmm. or think that you're indestructible because you uh, have accomplished this, that, or the other thing. Or, in the case of anger, um, there's not much you can do to fight it, you know? Like, if you yeah. don't have the tools to diffuse your own anger and you're not working to get them, you never will have it. Like, yeah. anger is very much an uncontrollable emotion in that it likes to fester. 